Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CDL podcast channel. In this episode today, uh, we're running dry on news. We're going to talk about some official roster changes that were made in the time since we last recorded the podcast with LAT in Boston. Uh, MW3 leaks for the next Call of Duty are starting to come around, so we're going to talk about some of those. Maybe talk about some things we would like to see in the game, as well as some old maps brought back with those rumors that that could potentially be happening. Um, and then we're going to talk a little bit about the survey that came up and get Brock's thoughts on who uh, the first player that comes to mind for certain franchises is. So if you guys enjoy this one, be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe. Uh, you guys have been killing it with the support still somehow. It was like one of our most viewed podcasts um, and listened to podcasts on YouTube in quite some time. It was um, like 16, 1700 listens. So somehow, even in the dead time, you guys are still killing the support, dropping lots of subs. We easily eclipsed uh, 1100 now, which is a very quick turnaround after 1K. So we appreciate all the support. And um, there is more coming soon, is all I can say. Brock and I are in the process of getting some new equipment, setting some things up, and a potential rebrand coming soon. So it's a big news there. And hopefully, in the next month or two, you'll see that all settled in. We've also got a special guest joining us sometime, uh, probably in August, to uh, to do an NFL episode, a special episode since it's going to be dry time, and we're going to do something different on the podcast, a little NFL episode for something different. So lots coming up. Excited to talk about this stuff today. Maybe a shorter episode because there's not a ton to talk about right now. Things have gone stale, but before we get into any of that, Brock, how are you doing today? Oh, you know, good old Monday. Monday went to work, you know. Came home, not too bad of a day. Can't cannot lie. Now we're here doing this podcast. Like you said, it's stale, stale time for COD. Stale. Wish it could, I could watch more pro Call of Duty COD, but you know, I I've been watching some eights here and there. Pro eights of Cold War. Yeah, a much <laughs> better game. Vanguard, Vanguard sometimes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I would say so, especially with all the cheese that's in. Is it, it's in MW2 right now. Yeah, um, with all like the PC, there's like PC issues. I know for whatever reason, I didn't buy the game on my PC this year. It was like brand new and I just bought it on console. So I haven't had the issues, but like you've been having, we play, if we play any ranked play, you've been having like frame drop issues or server issues or whatever, just because it's like a PC glitch right now or something. Yeah, it's it's so weird. It's like one game, I'll be fine. And then next game, at least one or two players on the other team or my team will have like a, the 999 ping symbol. And then the whole server will just lag for me for the whole game, which is really annoying. I wonder, yeah, maybe it is sometimes on console, though, because there's a couple times you're playing and I had that where I was just like packet burst every second. Like none of my, I couldn't move clean. I couldn't shoot clean. Like everything was just It was just terrible. off. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. but they probably won't fix it. So there's that. <laughs> Yeah, probably not. Um, but Cold War 8s, yeah, I mean, a, a much better game than we've played in the last uh, few years, especially competitively. And we're hoping that um, we can match somewhat close to that Cold War style for competitive in our next game. And we'll talk about that game in a little bit here. Some Finally today, some leaks started to come out. Now they are very basic leaks and, you know, could say they're the bare minimum we expect. But hey, if anything in the positive direction is, is a good thing. So we'll talk about those in a minute. But yep. I think we got to kick it off with roster stuff first. It's kind of the most important stuff for the podcast, obviously. A CDL-focused yeah. podcast, and LAT officially announced uh, the end of the era. The whole team is leaving. Now, this isn't like some breaking news, obviously, because, I mean, we basically knew all of them were leaving. Really, the only one that had maybe the smallest chance still to be on the team was Kenny, because, like, you know, the Optic groomers were there, but, like, maybe mm-hmm. he would 360 or 180 and change his mind. Um. But he does not. They all announced they're leaving some emotional goodbyes. End of an era for a, a legendary team 
of the CDL era. Yeah, literally, Kenny, the franchise player. You know, I'm still kind of like just shocked that he's 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 leaving. Yeah, it is shocking. It's like, um, I for whatever reason, like I know budgets tight, and uh, I mean, we did mm-hmm. hear Nate shot on, um, the hundred. I forget what it's called. I think it's like Nate shot knows now, but it's basically the hundred thieves podcast. Yep. Um, we heard him say that, or John Robinson, I think it was the one that said it, but they talked about they apparently lost two and a half million dollars. Uh, on the COD program the year that they won champs. So, like, their content was good. Their content was probably the second most popular in the league behind um, Optic, and uh, that was popping off. They obviously won multiple tournaments, so some good prize money coming in. Uh, They won the world championship, and they still lost a bunch of money. So the budget just might not have been there. Mm, Definitely. Definitely overpaying a lot of... Not overpaying, but paying respectfully a bunch of players and staff and everyone around yeah and they have an extensive staff a couple good coaches good analysts you know gm and all that and like yeah like you said it's like hard to say overpay because they're winning so much but like in the the market with esports nowadays like they're just paying players these insane amounts and not making much money off them Mm -hmm. and i get it like if other people are paying that much in order to keep them you got to keep you know going up and they're like almost sabotaging each other in a way these teams by just paying so much um but I mean, this LAT team is one of the the greatest teams of all time in terms of the CDL era from MW on. You've got obviously all your world championship teams, your New York, uh, your Empire, your Phase, uh, and now your LAT team. Um, you know, talking about those teams, obviously LAT wins three events in two years together as a team, including that mm-hmm. world championship. They went back to back. They're the first team to break the champs curse. They're definitely going to go down as one of the all-time great CDL era teams and sad to see him break up, but obviously with Octane retiring and all the financial stuff happening um, had to be done, but I'm excited to see where they all go because they are all going to some pretty darn good teams. That ultra team with Envoy looking scary, Draza with FaZe looking scary, and Kenny on Optic looking scary. So if you're a big fan of LAT and their players, uh, I promise you're going to have a lot to root for if you want to follow them and cheer for their teams, because I think all three of their teams are going to be competing for event wins every time. Yeah, 100%. I also like what I saw a clip of John Robinson saying they lost $2.5 million. He said, I would do it 10 times out of 10 to get the chip. So, Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, like, best case scenario, you could make some money for your uh, business and your organization while also winning yeah. a world championship. But like he said, like, would I do it again, knowing that there's a, a world championship or ring at the end? Absolutely. But like, he also understands like these guys are not stupid. They know what they're doing. He understands that like in mm-hmm. order to make this thing work, we have to find a way that while you're winning a world championship, you're also making money. That's kind of like how you propel esports forward. Um, Got to find yeah. a way to be successful both in game and also in the business aspect. And that's what we're working on figuring out here in the esports world. And, you know, them losing these players due to salary reasons potentially. And, Lowering salaries is, you know, probably part of that cost. They're probably going to have to come down from these exorbitant amounts uh, mm-hmm. in order to make things work. Yeah, just to touch on the Elliot Thieves, their squad, when they're all flowing and at their peak, damn, they're, they're damn good. <laughs> yeah, and what I like about that team especially is, like, for people that, like, maybe are new and don't know what it takes to, like, build a good team in the Call of Duty scene, if you're, you know, like a newer fan or something, I also like that that team proves that it's not all about talent, and I always hate that saying because, like, when you say that, it almost implies like the team's not talented. 
mm-hmm. which the LA Thieves team for these past couple years was obviously very talented, but like they're not just like a peer run at you and win the game kind of team. Um, they are a very structured team that runs a system and they're very yep. calm oriented and they don't have like the absolute cracked subs. Like Kenny and Avoy are both very good subs, but they're not your simp and a beast. They're just running it down on you. They're more methodical. And they have a guy in the front line like Kenny with the comms and a guy in the back line with Octane um, with those comms. And they, they, they bring a unique style with lots and lots of teamwork and calm based leadership through Octane and Kenny. And uh, they're not just all run and gun, which is, is nice to see that, there are so many ways to win in Call of Duty as people used to think there was always just one back in the day when we were learning how to play the game competitively, yep. but there are so many ways to win and they just prove that, you know, having a, a good mix of teamwork and system with your talent can never hurt. Yeah, they just played the right way. Yeah, so sad sad to see that uh, team end and that era end for LAT, but last thing on them, Nachat did say also on that same podcast that they're looking to bring in new young talent and it sounded like maybe even fully new to the CDL. Like they're looking to potentially dip into challengers and bring on some, some new people that could be uh, maybe looking for their shot, their first shot in the CDL. And uh, I, I trust guys like J cap and Shane and nature to maybe scout down there and mm-hmm. find some interesting talent. So I'll be, I'll be interested to see who they bring in. Maybe it's going to be some new players we've never even heard of. Yeah, maybe if that's where the route they're going, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> and I mean, if you're going to pay the minimum and just get a bunch of, you know, random vets that are recycled on their 10th team, or you can take your shot in a bunch of young, talented challengers players. I mean, you know what? You might as well take your shot, especially if you're LAT. You're probably not going to have the hardest time retaining them if mm-hmm. you do discover like a diamond in the rough in challengers because you are LAT at the end of the day. Like, you do have a lot of pull. You're one of the, the premier organizations in the CDL that players would love to play for and play for Nade Shot. And, you know, all players that seem to play there talk so highly of them. So, uh, you think you probably have a pretty good pull in challenges that people will want to play for you. Yeah, definitely. A lot of people know Nate Shot. Yeah, um, especially in this era still. A lot of people coming up were introduced to competitive Call of Duty or were fans of Optic growing up. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, uh, on a, a different note, a different team that released some players, not uh, nearly as popular of a team as LAT's roster that was dropped and not nearly as successful, but the Boston Breach did officially release Kremp and Awakening. I will say I'm a little surprised about the Awakening one. Not necessarily like that they did it because it seemed like it was coming. Mm-hmm. I am a little surprised about Kremp because I thought we had heard that maybe they had re-signed him with Beans and I thought they liked his young town. I don't know that I would have kept him. I, I do think Kremp's really good. I mean, you and I saw him play at the Minnesota event last year and we were praising how talented he was. He's good. Like, yeah, I don't know that I necessarily would have kept him. Like I don't think it's like some crazy move they dropped him, but I thought they were going to keep him. I thought they were going to like go for the Kremp and Snoopy duo because they liked him. So I, I'm a little surprised they did release him. Uh, and then Big Wake, we know how crazy talented he is. There are not a lot of players at the flex position or really at you know AR in general in the league that have his mechanical skill. So a mm-hmm. little surprised they move on from him. It's not an easy guy to replace, but they must feel decently confident in the options they have. Um, I guess I don't know if they keeping beans because my thought is if they dropped awakening, they feel pretty confident they're going to at least get one good AR. And I don't really think like clay or slasher fit well next to beans. Yeah. So maybe they believe they're getting like slasher priest, a duo or slasher ghosty. Yeah. They must think one of those two, like you said, but yeah, big, big yeah, wake. Sure. They wake raw. He has the raw talent, you know, just sometimes just doesn't play the, the right way if, to win. 
Yeah, it's like, and you know that on the right team, you can mold him. And like, he's one of those players that you take, even if he's failed to do it or something, I'm not saying he has, but let's say he had failed to mold to the right thing like a few times. Like, he's one of those mm-hmm. players that like, if your organization comes to you and you're on like one of those middle of the pack teams, and like, let's say you are like a Clayster, you know, like one of those older vets, even if you're like a vet SMG, like, I don't know, you're like an ASIM or something that like, a team's yeah. kind of building on you as their veteran and like your management brings the option of like having big wake to the team to you. It's like, especially when you're a middle of the pack team, you just, you're like, yep, give me big wake. Cause you mm-hmm. know, he can consistently drop that 1.2 and it's just like, can you mold him into doing exactly what you want? If you can, like he can be a top player in the league because he will drop numbers. Like he's one of those players that one of the middle of the pack teams is going to get a very impact player. Um, that has the talent level to be on a top four team, but just maybe isn't translating it to the results. So Bigwick is a big time free agent on the market. And I also think Kremp might be. I don't I think, think Kremp's necessarily like the best player, but his his talent level is very high that like a bottom of the pack type team could like take him on as trying to mold him into their star SMG, I feel like. Yeah, definitely. For Kremp, yeah. I, I feel like Boston would have, like, maybe not should have kept him, but I feel like they would have kept him. If it just feels I, like they wanted to go something new and not have the same SMG duo, is what I thought. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'll give him a large chance, another, like, at least a year. Not year, but next year at least, and then see how it goes, like, first, like, a month or two of the game. Because they yeah. weren't bad as a sub duo for what champs. Well, I don't think they were bad either. I just, I feel like they're probably, like, thinking about bringing back beans and they were already like set on bringing back Snoopy. And all of a sudden they were like, our team really was not good at the end of next year. Do we really want to bring back Kremp, Snoopy and beans or something? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, or maybe they, you know, they have like a slasher and Priesta or clay or whoever potentially could be joining this team in their ear saying like, they don't want Kremp. They want like a different sub. And I believe that could be the case too, because from the sounds of it now, we obviously don't know this, but from the sounds of it, it sounds like Boston of the, the non-top four teams could be paying the most, so they're the most desired destination. Yeah. Now, that could be not true. Maybe it's it's not, but from the stuff we've been hearing, it sounds like they are still paying pretty hefty contracts, even more than some of the top four teams. Uh, like The rumor was like Envoy turned down a bigger offer from Boston to go to Toronto. So they're paying a lot, which will probably make that desirable with all the teams paying the minimum or, lo- or like pretty low salaries. Um, and it seems like they're very well-respected in a very good organization that it's a very good mind for trying to be competitive. So, you know, yeah. they're paying and they also seem like a very solid organization to play for. Mm-hmm. So I'll be surprised if a vet's in their ear and doesn't want him and wants to bring in like an ASIM or a vet SMG to pair with Snoopy. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Maybe like. I wouldn't hate Hook. Hook, yeah. Hook with Snoopy. Someone get Priesta. Pick up Priesta. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Priesta for the flex for this team, but don't put Priest on a sub, please. But yeah, Boston. Moving on. Uh, yep. Interested to see where they go. I'm. Can we get some damn roster leaks or some more news? Like it's like <laughs> something. The, the only official actual signing still is Snoopy. Like people have been released, but the only mm-hmm. official public signing as of now, unless something happened in the last ten minutes on the timeline, is still Snoopy. We need some more news. Sure do. <laughs> on the till then. <laughs> yeah. On the non CDL in like roster news side, though, we're getting some MW three leaks finally. Um, it's about damn time, I'll say. Uh, it's like the beta is like what in August or something? Is that when the beta is or September? It's coming uh, up. I think I think it used to be in the August, like late August, but I think it was like early September, mid September now. 
Yeah, so the, I mean, either way, the beta is coming up like somewhat soon, and also the game comes out in technically less than four months at this point because I think it's like what November fifth or sixth, or it's early November, like within yeah. the first week or so or ten days of November. So like technically at this point, that's less than four months away. Like, give us some gameplay trailer or some kind of news, and this isn't even really like official news, although it could be controlled leaks. You know, sometimes they leak them in air quotes, um, mm-hmm. yeah. or like they like basically allow people to leak them. Oh, they are DMCA striking people who post images, which is also, once again, normal. So um, we're not going to like specifically mention any names of things, the images, because, you know, they are strict in their DMCA. So we'll talk about stuff um, that we saw, which is one thing, the biggest W we caught. And, you know, I'm sounding very excited because obviously if Call of Duty in the game is getting better, I'm going to be excited as somebody who um, commits a lot of my time to watching call of duty on the weekends to talk about here in the podcast um when i play games it's typically some call of duty ranked like I, I commit a lot of time in in terms of my free time for the podcast and like when i do play some games it's a lot of call of duty so as someone who commits time like that to it i'd like to see the game at least be playable um yep. so ninja perk apparently coming back for mw3 like a full uh like dead silence not have to pop it it's on at all times which is a huge w yeah it did huge W since, you know, good old PCs now have this thing called sound equalization. <laughs> yeah, and it's absolutely needed because, I mean, either way, even if you're on PC and you use it and it makes you a lot better, like, everybody wants a more straight-up game where you can't just sound hoard to get all of your information. Like, we all yeah. want it to be a team-based game where your communication has to be really good, and we all want to be able to, like, push something without being heard and have everybody 360 so you can actually make a play and hit that pinch mm-hmm. and get that two-piece. And especially for somebody like me that... Um, I'm a search and destroy person and I like to hit routes. I play if you ever watch me play Call of Duty, I run a sub and I play extremely similar to the Zuma style. I'm flanking all the time. Hitting pinches and, and stuff like that. So I want my dead silence to be able to hit pinches constantly. Um, yeah. You can hit pinches like uh every other round, every yeah. other, other round. I'm <laughs> sitting there in like a right corner now. waiting, waiting for my daddy and I can I can fly, but like the one thing I will say is like I'm obviously very excited about the stuff. I'm gonna sound a little bit eager. My voice is gonna get a little faster, gonna get a little more excited, but like it's still so sad that these are the things that we're getting this is how Call of Duty has trained us. Mm-hmm. Is these are the things we're getting excited about. Basic things that should be in the game. Um because ninja should be back. Apparently the classic minimap is back. So red dots when you shoot, huge. It's a big W. Um apparently like perks are basically back, like normal perks where but they're like different this year. They're like gear. Like you're going to put on like an overkill vest um, or like dead silence boots, ninja boots. Um, Mm -hmm. Or like if you want like a primary gunfighter where you like get an extra attachment on your gun from the old games, you'd have like, I don't know, like a, some kind of vest on or something or some kind of helmet or just like whatever it would be, but like boots, vests, helmets, gloves, stuff like that. Like probably like a fast hands gloves would be a thing I would assume. Yeah. Help you reload faster. Faster. Fast boots, like fast sprinting with boots. Yeah, like a lightweight type thing. Yeah. Uh, or yeah, like a, some kind of like stamina boots for like marathon, if that was like a perk, something like that. So like basically like gear is going to take over for your perks, which like cool, whatever. But like it's so sad that we're praising them for bringing back, um, you know, basic perks, ninja and a classic minimap, like things that should be a bare minimum of the game, no matter what. That should have been in the game, but some fans yeah. do not like it. Casual and that's how, <laughs> that's how cods trained us they like take away all the basics just to bring them back so we get excited like it is just it is like sick when you think about it we are we are sick individuals that we're <laughs> so excited about this but 
Uh, they just reel everyone back in, and it's it's so sad to think when you sit back and think about what we're actually getting excited about stuff that should never have left the game. It's it's mm-hmm. just funny to think about. Yeah, literally. <laughs> uh, just um, funny. <laughs> the the gear. I'm kind of like people are excited about this. I'm kind of like sure. I'm I'm excited because it's like a regular perk. So like hopefully, but like it's once again one of those things. It's like we're just. It's like the. It's the same thing with the gunsmith. It's just like it's just too much. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit here and complain about it because like it's a rumor and I haven't even seen it yet so I'm not going to be like oh this sucks but like the, my initial thought on it is it's just like a little much like why can't I just have like my perk 1s be like ninja and flak jacket and whatever and my perk 2s be dexterity and you know lightweight or whatever and perks 3 be like scavenger and those ones like I don't get why I can't just have you know the basic perks and mm-hmm. like it's always been and very simple I mean I get it they probably want to sell microtransactions and get cool looking ninja boots and stuff yeah. Um and like fast hands gloves like probably want cool cosmetics to be able to sell more microtransactions I respect the hustle but at the same time like just simple UI pick 10 system you know simple stuff and relocate it it. Back. yeah trying to over overcomplicate it with all these gear boots vests etc etc can you perk one two three <laughs> yeah it, it's just weird but too, yeah but once again like I will always say it's just like how I try not to get too excited about a game before it comes out. I maybe I hear this and I think it's too complicated. I'm also not going to say this new system of with gear for the perks is awful mm-hmm. because just like I think people that get too excited about the game and like instantly call it like it's going to be an amazing game are the worst. I also think people that instantly hate on the game before it's even out are also the worst. Yeah. Like yeah. has COD made a good game? Have they made a good game in a long time? No, really, they haven't made like a solid, solid, good game, like objectively good games. It's like Cold War and like MW2 was pretty damn bad. And like even MW19, like they made some bad games recently, but I'm not just going to blindly say, you know, this next game is to be the worst COD ever, because obviously I have a lot of passion for COD doing this podcast for a few years now that like I'm not just going to openly and blindly hate it. Yeah. I, I kind of want them to. I want to f- go back like the Black Ops Four. The last time I had fun in a pubs. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd agree. It's probably the last time I had I enjoyed uh, pubs. I mean, in Cold War, I did grind for Dark Matter, but I, I will yeah. say, I had a lot more fun grinding for Dark Matter in Black Ops Four than I did Cold War. Yeah, like what Cold? But let's say okay, Cold War then less Vanguard and MW Two. I did not like play pubs at all because I just it just wasn't fun. <laughs> Yeah, and even like Cold War, I was more playing Pubs like Dark Matter. It wasn't like pure fun. Black Ops 4, I did play for a lot of fun. And then before that, Black Ops 3 was even more fun, pubs yeah. wise, than Black Ops 4. I wish it like make me feel like have some fun in pubs again. <laughs> yeah, we're like usually in the beginning of the year, I'm definitely playing pubs just so I can, you know, have a feel for the game and be good enough and get to know the maps before I play competitive. Whereas mm-hmm. like in Black Ops 3 and Black Ops 4, I'd get on when I was younger and I'd play hours of pubs just because I enjoyed the pubs. Yeah, we don't even think about ranked play. We just keep playing pubs. Yeah, because you're like, you know, ranked play, it comes out, cool, I'll play it. But, like, pubs is still very fun. Yeah. Um, There are Mm -hmm. also some screenshots of guns. We can't talk about specifics, but, yeah, there were some guns ACR looking like. You thought one kind of looked like a FAMAS. I thought one kind of looked like the the QBZ. So we can't specifically talk about names and stuff for copyright, but um, some cool-looking guns like basic COD guns, ACR-type guns, um, snipers. One looked like a Barrett. pretty basic looking guns but it was nice to see that they're at least different because i saw something about like the same guns being brought back because the same skins are being brought back but i'm thinking the more i thought about that's probably just Warzone. like since they yeah. usually keep the guns from the old game it's probably like your skins for your guns in Warzone stay around and stuff like that but 
nice to see. At least we're getting some new weapons since it is supposed to be a reskin. At least we're not going to have to use the tack and the vase again next year. Yeah, we need some something new, something new to fulfill it. Yeah, so excited to see more MW3 stuff. Excited to obviously play the game when the beta comes out. Um, mm-hmm. One thing we ought to talk about, though. What, what were you going to say? I'll be far out. You said the, re- re- the reload cancel may be back. Oh, I yeah. Hope, I, I hope it's that because there are times when we're playing ranked. I'm oh. just like, I thought I reloaded and it just keeps reloading and reloading. I can't, I can't reload and just die when I try to chow. Yeah, and like, I don't even know what game it's from, but clearly I have a habit of doing it. Like sometimes, like I'm—I mean, I, I run a like, I run a flex sometimes. I'm kind of like a flex slash sub, but like rarely. Sometimes every once in a while during the year, I'll run an AR. Like we have like a core group of friends we play with. Like there's like a main four, but then there's like two or three extra people we'll randomly play with if they're on. So like we don't have like a strict force. So like especially you and I, we can kind of just use everything. Yeah. There are usually two of the better players on whatever group we're playing with, so we'll just like, yeah, I'll run an AR this time, or sure, I'll run a sub. But like, I'm more often running a sub, and the amount of times in this game, I'm like pre-firing something, I get a kill, and I shoot my bullets down to zero, I reload, and I like sprint towards the end, because I'm used to just like, it, it like speeds up your reload, but in this game, it like stops it. Mm-hmm. So, it, in like a weird way, we have to like recock it again, and then like, I try to cancel, and like, the amount of times, like, I used to not ever have sprint cancels reload on, which is why I always sprint at the end of it. I used to always just YY yep. to cancel my reload. And the amount of times I just YY'd mid-reload and got killed because I whipped out my knife, then I went back to my gun and I still had to reload again. It was just uh, absurd. Yeah. Oh, uh, one thing I was have on MW2. I swear, like, when you when you, like, pull your gun out and then you pull your, you hit Y to, like, have your knife out, you pull, hit Y and you just, you just won't bring your gun out sometimes. It's, like, delayed. Yeah. You got, like, the, yeah, like, the knife glitch, yeah. And then yeah. I'll, like, I'll be channel with a knife... Yeah, when you absolutely don't mean to. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. So it's yeah, like a, it's like a weird, weird delay. <laughs> yeah, give me yeah. the option to either sprint to cancel or YY or do whatever. Yeah, definitely. It definitely would help. Yeah, so the other thing we have to talk about, um, this was a rumor a while back. It's been talked about here and there. It's not like actively being talked about this week, but really quickly, it's a couple minutes. We want to talk about like, there are some rumors about like MW2 and MW3 maps coming back for this game and being added in. Uh, so that's something mm-hmm. we would be very interested in. We were going to talk about like what are a few maps from MW2 or MW3 and what modes from like the OG MW2 and 3 from back in the day uh, that you would like to see come into this next uh, Modern Warfare 3 2023 game um, to see added in. Because obviously like we're going to have some maps that are going to make the pool from the, the current game. But let's also be honest, they really haven't made like elite competitive maps in quite some time. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously you have maps that end up being fun like the map really kind of objectively sucked, but Bo Cage Hardpoint was just fun to get mixy on. Um, mm-hmm. And even this year, like Embassy Hardpoint was okay to play. And um, you look back to Vanguard, there was like some random maps that were like okay to play. And even this year, like I didn't hate playing some Hotel Hardpoint. Like uh, overall, they're probably in the grand scheme of things pretty bad maps. But you always find maps that are playable. But it can never hurt to supplement with some all-time greats. Yeah, um, definitely. And typically, they would bring back maps from like their games, so like. Is a sledgehammer game like the options they'd have to bring maps back from would be like Vanguard, World War II, and AW. Obviously, AW would be a bit tougher because maps are designed for jetpacks, but we're not really going to bring up like COD 4. There might be like one map that's like a DLC we might bring up from COD 4 or something, but we're going to basically stick to MW2 and MW3. Um, maybe like talk about if they were to bring back World War II maps. So we're basically pretty much sticking to those two. Yep. Um, 
I'll let you go first, though. Like, well, what map from either MW2 or MW3 would you like to see uh, brought back? Or even, like, I don't want to spend too much time on this. I'd rather spend it on the next thing I'm about to do. So just, like, name me a couple maps from each that you'd like to see in all game modes. Would you like to see them in just hardpoint or just search? It really doesn't have to be that detailed. Just a couple maps. And yeah. you, I would say, have the bigger knowledge base on these than I do because these were, like, your big-time games, like your favorite CODs, MW3. I more was a Halo kid at the time and, and started heavy heavy cod playing in like black ops mm-hmm. one yeah um kind of something, a little bit hard to tell but scrapyard definitely would be one for mm-hmm. probably i wouldn't even think all game modes you could play that on yeah i, I think so too what, what other one high rise search mm-hmm. favela i feel like favela would be a good one for but maybe all of them Maybe searching. I think search Favela would have potential at all. Yeah, I would say Estate is not a very good map from MW two, but but it is it does play well for search. Yeah, I was almost thinking like Estate. Would Estate Control be able to work? Obviously, we'd have to like completely think about the map and where control points could go and where spawns could be. So it could be awful, but it's a little bit bigger. Sometimes slightly bigger works for control. I mean, it could. Because like it could be a control point in the in the big house there. You know that's and also assuming we're playing control. But if we're bringing back a bunch of MW two and MW three maps, we could very easily make CTF the third game mode. Hopefully, bring back CTF. Because a lot of these maps play good for CTF, and we know that already. Yeah. Other than that, really, maybe I terminal terminal search. Yeah, I feel like terminal hardpoint. There's a world where that could work too. Yeah. Obviously, or, with Hardpoint, it's a little bit tougher because, like, Hardpoint wasn't a game mode during either of these existed. games. Yeah, so, like, it's a little bit harder to imagine, but, like, we're just kind of spec uh, speculating. But how about your favorite game of all time, MW3? What maps and modes from that one? Oh. What a great game, by the way. Yeah. Oh, man. De- definitely Lockdown. Lockdown for all game modes. You know, the funny oh, thing is, I have a, like, a page of these i know all the mw2 maps pretty well but like once again like i was black ops one and even like halo reach at this time so some of these maps like you say them, i see the picture and i'm like oh yeah i remember this map a lot but like some of the names from these, these maps back in this game i don't remember that well <laughs> underground okay. would be underground would be good for honestly probably all game modes yeah i think that's the that's the map that nature won his cod xp on i think when when optic won that cod xp i'm pretty sure they won it on underground i could be wrong actually it might have been on uh arcaden i don't remember I think it might have been Arcaden, actually. Art Hat, a good one for potentially all game modes. For whatever the third game mode is. And yeah. then Resistance is a good one, because I played that in the past, but that was Domination and probably Search, I think. Yeah, I think I might have played CTF or Demolition, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, Ar- Arcaden, Search, Hardpoint. It's, pretty, it's like pretty big, but there's a bunch of like... I feel like areas you could put Hardpoint Hills. Yeah, I think Arcane would be a good hardpoint map. That's one of the maps I do I remember like pretty well. And then the last one would be Sea Town. I think Sea Town would be play good for hardpoint at least. Hardpoint and search. Yeah, like now obviously you don't have to bring in all these maps because if you're bringing in ten maps in the old games, you're gonna have none from the new. But like even bringing in a few of these or interchanging them on seasons, even maybe like mm-hmm. like some other esports do, could be very interesting. Um. You obviously, like I said, have more of a knowledge of these games. Like when we get into like 
Black Ops 1, uh, Black Ops 2, like anything, honestly, from like Black Ops 2 on is more my wheelhouse from when I was heavily playing COD because I was like Black Ops 1 into like MW3 was when I was like slowly making my transition from being a Halo kid to a COD kid because mm-hmm. um, I was definitely originally uh, more into like Halo 3 was like my game and even Halo Reach. Um, but like some of the maps, like even listed on like the MW2 list, like Vacant and Strike, I know those are COD 4 maps, but like they would be interesting if, if you're dipping back to there. Um, but in terms of MW2 maps, I was pretty much on point with you like i actually think terminal could work for like a search and maybe even a hard point you could experiment but terminal at times does get big there's a lot of kind of unnecessary space maybe for a competitive map um scrapyard was like always kind of like the map i feel like that would be like an all game mode specifically uh like search and um hard point for sure um i thought maybe skid row but there's a lot of like tight kind of like hallways in the building and i i don't know that would play uh super well same with karachi could potentially be good but i don't know um i obviously love high rise high rise is one of my favorite maps of all time so i'd be down to see that in almost any game mode. i think favela could work in almost any game mode for the mw2 maps in terms of mw3 um for some reason i feel like i don't know these maps as well but like i see a lot of them i do think underground could potentially work i feel like resistance could work for like hard point and surge and it's just tough to say depending on what the third game mode would be like you said, Sea Town, I feel like could maybe work. Um, Dome's just a little bit too small. I love Hard Hat. That's definitely uh, a map that could work. And I really, really actually believe Arcaden, Arcaden, whatever you want to say it. Um, I really believe that that could work for for sure. Hard Point Search. Oh yeah, I hundred percent. I did forget one at the bottom. The mission is a good is a good like overall map. See, I I saw the one and I was like, I just like for whatever reason, just like don't really. Remember that map that well, so I'll take your word for it. That is good overall. But I will say if, if for one more for the MW2 sub base, if it didn't ha- if it wasn't snowing, if you could yeah. see. <laughs> I was thinking about that too, because I always liked playing on that map, but yeah, it is just like too snowy and foggy to probably have in competitive. Yeah, yeah you can't really see much of it. <laughs> uh, and if they technically did dip back into like their old games, Sledgehammer's old games, I I know they're not the best maps in the world, but like I wouldn't mind seeing like a Docks or a Saint mm-hmm. Marie. They're definitely not the best maps or in Ardens like those three. But like, let's be honest, those three maps are better than a lot of the recent maps we've seen. So I wouldn't hate adding some color to those maps and dipping back into them like a Docks or a, an Ardens or a Saint Marie. But uh, definitely would prefer the MW two and MW three maps over those. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. Maybe a little bit of USS Texas search. No, 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 no. That map's awful. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. Uh, We also have bad rank play memories on that. You and uh, one of our friends would always double snipe that map and get like no kills in search. And it was just, it's kind of a meme at this point for us. And we won sometimes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so last thing we have to talk about uh, for the episode today is just a, a fun thing we wanted to do because obviously, like we said, news is dry, but get you guys wrapped out of here with a pretty quick episode. We're going to like go over the data on it. I don't want to say the data because I kind of read a little bit of it to Brock, but he hasn't really looked at this as much. So we're going to basically like rapid fire quiz it to Brock on these. And I'll, then I'll give like some data after on what he said, but there was a uh, Kennedy Kyoko. I hope I'm saying uh, her name, right? I-, I believe she does like stats and stuff uh, involving the CDL. It says she's an analyst. Um, used to be for decimate GGs, a pretty cool survey. She did. Um, I don't see the exact number of people she asked, she just said she asked a group of people. Um, 
who they thought the face of the franchise was when you say a CDL franchise's name. So like you'll see by some of the names on here, like they didn't even like some of these players didn't even play. Like I'll, I'll say a spoiler for you. Cause I know you're not going to say this one, Brock, but like, like 9% of people for phase said Zuma. You know, I guess he technically is in the org now, but he never played for Atlanta phase, obviously played for yeah. the phase team back in the day. But like some people even voted Jev who clearly has never been a part of uh, Atlanta phase or played for the phase pro team. Phase um, Jev baby. <laughs> So there's, yeah, there's some interesting people like that. Like you even had people uh, saying like Parasite for London, which is very funny. Um, even like a uh, Nade Shot was a answer for a decent amount of people for Thieves and Optics. So, like so, some different stuff there. But um, yep. we'll kind of maybe talk about the the numbers for each team. And the one I wanted to start with, because he got the highest percentage of vote for any team. Um We'll start with this team and then we'll we'll talk about that. But who's the face of the franchise? The first person you think of when I say the team name, Minnesota Rocker. I, I think of a Dylan Attach. Yeah, that's that was the highest percentage of a vote for a team of any player in the CDL. He got seventy eight percent of the vote. Um, Vance, Cami, Fame, and Major Maniac the only other ones receiving votes. Major Maniac, so typical. <laughs> um. <laughs> It, it kind of makes sense, I guess, because like when you think about it, he wasn't on the team in MW and their team was like, OK, but then got cooked towards the end. And then he joins in Cold War and has been basically a starter on the team since then. So it makes sense. It's attached. But you agreed because yeah. 78 percent of people said attached. So like I said, just kind of going to rapid fire through these. I'd say, yeah, I also think of attached um, Atlanta phase. Simp. Yeah, see, I agree. I think it's simp. I was actually very surprised with the voting in this one. Uh, 47% was simp. I'm not surprised by that. I was actually very surprised, though, that Celium got 23, and then Zuma is tied with a BZ for 9. I thought uh, BZ would get a little more love. I think a BZ would get more than a Celium. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought, too. Like, it's just like he's, you know, with, been with Simp for a while, and he he's a little bit more vocal. You know, Celium's a little bit more quiet, more reserved. I feel mm-hmm. like a BZ's kind of out there in the mix and like a lot of people think he's like the best at his position a lot of people call him the best in the world i mean people do have a Siam as well but simp is also like kind of burst onto the scene as like the prodigy the chosen one like the greatest of all time potentially if he keeps it up so that makes sense he's number one but i, I would agree I, i'd probably say simp as well uh how about the boston breach i think of zinni methods I thought you were gonna say doug no, not Doug. Uh, Zinni did win, which is funny because, like, obviously he hasn't played for them in a while. But, like, you know, he was the guy that started with that team. And, like, they juggled around the other players so much. Like, obviously, Tej and Capsido left. And, like, Vivid and Nero got kind of tossed around a little bit. Mm-hmm. Beans recently joined. Awakening was there for a year. So, like, Methods was the one consistent, uh, like, popular player on the team, I guess you could say. Um, I think there's a world where, like, if Nero doesn't get benched all year, you could even, like, maybe think of Nero. Yeah. If he definitely, yeah, he's on there. He's actually he was very close to Zinni because Zinni had thirty six percent. Nero actually had twenty six, so Nero was very close. Mm-hmm. Um, then Beans at thirteen, and Doug did have ten percent. Doug, 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 Doug. I'm surprised uh, Doug was like only at ten. Also though, because he's been so popular and so vocal that he's on the Boston Breach Academy. That I thought more people might say Doug. Yeah, that, I'll give Doug an honorable mention. Ben Zinni. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, this one has a, a a lot of players also that received votes for them, but who do you think of when you think of the Florida Mutineers? My mind goes to Big Wake. Yeah. Awakening. <laughs> the Big Wake. Um, 
for whatever reason, you know, who like it wasn't the first one, but for whatever reason, I have no idea why. But I like randomly thought of Frosty, Halo Pro Frosty that was in the team for a while. That's definitely not my first one, but he's like the third one I thought of for whatever mm-hmm. reason, like that random one. But um, I definitely thought Pharaoh big time. He was second place. Havoc finished first for his team with 33% of the vote. Pharaoh was actually second uh, with 19% F3 RIP. Yep. Um, I definitely think of him too because I remember him coming to that team in MW and he was different. He was so good. Yeah. Um, Vickle at 30%. Your boy Dave Patty also at 19%. Tied with Pharaoh. Up the killer um, Dave Patty in the building. Yeah. I got a feeling that depending on how the team does, Vickle could take over for first place because he does seem to have a, a pretty cool uh, personality as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I feel like through streams and content, if he plays well, I feel like Vickle could take over this spot pretty quickly. Yeah. I definitely. Um, first player you think of when you think of the Vegas Legion. Oh man. Um Donnie. Donnie Tab. Yeah. This is one of the few that like I disagree with who the face is. Like Clay got the vote because I mean it is Clay's clearly the most popular player that's ever played for uh, the Legion, but Clay won the vote with forty percent and then it was Temp with thirty six. But yeah, I, I'd agree. I'd probably would say Donnie. If I was thinking about it. I'm trying to think, yeah. He'd been there longer. Yeah, and like I, all the other teams are just so forgettable. <laughs> mm-hmm. And this I don't like remember the, the MW or Cold War teams. Yeah, this is easily the, the most memorable. You could say Fire 40 for the fun of it. It's I say also, Fire 40 got cooked. <laughs> I will say it is also like what you said is how the community feels that you don't remember like the teams from the previous years because the only players receiving votes for Vegas were the four players they finished the season with, which was Clay, Temp, TJ, and Standy. They were the only players to receive votes. Really? Yeah, so clearly the community agrees with you. I'm surprised it's not being like a one from a different game. Yeah, one from or one from like somebody else that played for them this year, like two real or something random. Yeah. Um, or pro loot because he got votes for a different team. We'll talk about that. Um, London Royal Ravens. Trey, boy, Cardi. Yep. You're on you're on par with the community. Yep, he was, he was number one, 23%. Nasty right behind 20%. I feel like he's a pretty acceptable answer. Been there for two years now. Mm-hmm. Um, Asim clearly made an impact because he's up there at 18% after just one year. Even Scraps, 16, Afro, 16. Parasite received 3%. Um, and then Yuli. How about your boys, Brock? This this has got to be the team with the most people receiving votes. Their, their list is so long. LAG. LAG? Oh, man. This one? I'm going with Spart. I was going to say, I thought you might say Spart, and it's a weird answer for most people, except... Your first ever COD event was Major 2 last year when Spart was the MVP. Mm-hmm. So I feel like for you, have a unique answer for that one. So about the Volk, you, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arcides was the overwhelming favorite on this one. 48% of the vote went to Arcides. And then, like, listen to all the other people that got votes Hook, Spart, Exceed, Gunless, Aches, Apathy, Ricky, Silly, Slasher, Asim all received at least one vote. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Crazy, crazy amount of people. Um, I, would, I would have to go with Spart, definitely. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not surprised that RCDs is the overwhelming favorite there. Very popular player that just played a, a full year for them. But yeah, Spart for you makes a lot of sense. Um, how about LAT? LAT. You, said, I, you know, you told me this one. You said it was Drazo had the highest yeah. votes. But it, they're wrong. It's definitely Kenny. Yeah, I I agree. I think Draws is a little bit of recency bias because like obviously he was big time in the news a lot this year. 
mm-hmm. you know, all the FU draws a chance and like him going to phase. I feel like a lot of people have draws on the mind. If you're a COD fan, but yeah, I, I, I don't understand how Kenny was fourth among the players on the roster this year. Do people just do this to start watching this year? Yeah, they had to. <laughs> I mean, it is Draza, Octane, Envoy, and Kenny. I mean, my opinion, Draza and Envoy should be third and fourth in whatever order because like Octane yeah. and Kenny are in the 100 Thieves Hall of Fame. They mm-hmm. won multiple events in Black Ops 4, made it to the World Championship in Black Ops 4, uh, came back, won multiple events. Like Those guys are like the longevity, the two COD players in the 100 Thieves Hall of Fame. Like It definitely should have been Kenny or Octane. People are people are tripping with that one for sure. Yeah, they've been on every winning team for let up until yeah. this point yeah uh ridiculous um we're going alphabetical order we already talked about minnesota how about new york brock who are you thinking of when you think of the new york subliners new york um hydra yeah he was like one of the highest vote getters at 56 percent. that one makes a lot of sense the rest of it was obviously um the rest of their roster this year as well as clay received 10 percent of the vote um crim six still receiving seven percent and mac also received a few votes Ooh, um, uh i like to give an honorable mention to uh, doug though doug yep yeah, from his mw substitute yep. time <laughs> yes um this one i think is uh pretty obvious what most people would say but honestly the dude got a way lower percentage than i thought he'd get optic texas first person you think of well there's only one answer here and it's scumper jumper yeah, it's just when you hear the name Optic, really the first person you think of is like Scump, or maybe if you're really OG and haven't watched in a while, you think of Nate Shop. But Scump actually received fifty six percent of the vote, which I'm shocked about. That is, I feel like he should got like he would have got like at least ninety. Yeah, he oh. was lower than a person on one of the last two teams we're about to talk about. Uh, he was tied with Hydra at fifty six percent. He was lower than Attach, barely mm-hmm. above Arcides for his you know percentage of his vote. Um and a little bit above Simp, so I was kind of surprised because you know it's it's optic, you know the optic fans and Scumpy figure they were voting for him like crazy. Yeah, definitely. Um, Dashy was second with sixty percent. I feel like that makes sense over Shotzi because Dashy has been around longer, kind of like the hundred thieves and Kenny and Octane thing. Mm-hmm. Um, a little higher because he's been around a lot longer on the team than Shotzi. Then it was Shotzi, then Ghosty, then it was Arcides. And interestingly enough, the next three are so weird, getting three percent of the vote each. Crim, Prolute, and Nate Shot. So obviously, maybe some more. OG optic fans thinking of Krim, then for whatever reason, somebody's trolling with Pro Loot. Um, and then <laughs> Nate Shot's funny. They asked somebody who stopped watching after Black Ops 2. That's kind of funny. Yeah. Um, uh, I would like, give an honorable mention, even though he never played uh, for Optic Texas, but he played for it in the past. Big timer. Oh, the GOAT <laughs> big timer. Somebody who yeah. actually legit stopped watching after Black Ops 2 might have said big timer. Yep. Um, I, was, I thought you were actually going to go to Embo's Huntsman. Uh, <laughs> and talk about when he was uh, right a right up <laughs> um, the next team Brock Seattle Surge is, has the player with the second highest percentage of votes for his team uh, only trailing attach oh man Seattle Surge um, I want to say I'm saying accuracy saying accuracy is what you think of obviously you know who won this one Pred yeah, sixty-six percent um, accuracy was like a clear second, though, which is kind of surprising. You thought maybe Sib would get it. No, accuracy is fifteen percent, while Mac and Sib both only got six. Looney got three percent for his short stint there, and then, unless I was like glossing over it, Sam Phoenix got three percent. Which is that the only coach? I think the I think so. to make an appearance. Like I'm trying to like scroll up and see like J Cat thinking any votes for thieves. I guess like Ricky is. 
like the GM of LAG, he got a vote there. Um, kind of scrolling up, unless I'm missing something, I'm going really fast, but I don't think any of the other coaches. Oh, Crowder, I guess, got 3% for phase. But yeah, Sam Phoenix getting a random set of votes there. Interesting there. And our last team, Toronto Ultra. Who do you think of? Mm-hmm. I think of the tissue. Kleenex. Really? Interesting. He was third place for Toronto Ultra. I, that's um, what I think of, yeah. A lot of recency bias, obviously, there was Scrappy, and you know how vocal he is and how popular. He was number one. It, what, what's Cammy? Two? Uh, five. Five. Yeah, behind, you know, not, I guess, not shocking. It, Scrappy was one with 40%. Uh, Insight had 18% of the vote, and then Kleenex with 15 I'm kind of surprised people think of Insight before Kleenex. Um, yeah. But they do. And 12% still voted Bands ahead of Cammy, who was at 9%, and then Hixie at 6%. Damn. Pretty soon, Envoy will probably be very high up on that list after this season. I thought for sure Clinics would have been first. I thought he would be two for sure because, do you know, just with the way this year went with them and like how vocal Scrappy was, I'm not really that surprised that Scrappy was up there. Mm-hmm. Clinics has been on the team since. Yeah. You know, that MDB, recency bias. Oh, that recency bias kicks in. Kicks in hard. I mean, think, honestly. We were talking about recency bias for like Drazi being the top of Thieves and all that, but you know what the most drastic form of recency bias might be is Skump getting only 50, uh, 56% of the vote because if he was currently playing and that poll went up, it'd be like 90% Skump. Yeah, literally. But he only got 56% and barely over half the vote for Optic because probably, you know, people are thinking more about like Shotzi and Dashi with them playing now. So that's kind of funny. It would have been funny if people would have voted Pred for Optic. Yeah, someone should have. For the trolls, I'm kind of surprised nobody did because they were <laughs> obviously trolling with like Prolu getting a vote. Yeah, <laughs> um, which I mean, not saying Prolu's a bad player, but you, when you think about optic, you don't necessarily think about Prolu because he had the, such a all I remember stint for, there. All I remember for Prolu is that he beat a uh, phase in whatever series, and then was it Hasho sent him got him a contract on his interview? Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, I mean, Prolu's a pretty good player. Um, pretty good. Oh yeah, damn, damn good search player. Yeah. Um. That's all we have to talk about, though, if you're ready to wrap it up. Yeah, I got nothing else, really. All right, that's going to do it for this one. You guys enjoyed. Be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe. Uh, obviously, a little bit of a different format, a little more relaxed today, because there's just not that much to talk about. So we're hoping to get more rosters next week. We have some potential drafts that we would like to do. We have a little bit of some you know, potential rebranding coming up here in uh, the next month or two, as well as some maybe upgrades to the podcast that I think you guys will be excited about coming up here shortly as we get into the new season. Uh, we're going to, like I said, do some drafts. I, I saw some ideas you know, from some other podcasts out there in a different genre of the world, maybe the sports world, that we might um, adapt on some of their ideas and you know, do them here because we got stuff to talk about. Like I said, we're going to do an NFL preview episode randomly later in the summer with a special guest um, just to, you know, have something to do. And a lot of you guys always say like, you want to talk about a little sports in here. And obviously like for our EU fans, you're probably not going to care about the NFL stuff, but it's just something to do to fill this dreadfully long off season. Um, but we hope you guys enjoy this one. Uh, we'll see you next week. We'll see what we're going to do. Not really sure yet, but thank you guys so much for watching and we will see you in the next one.